welcome to the first ever movie Poros podcast with myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? You alright? Not too bad, yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Excited to do this for the first ever time. Yeah, it's a bit nerve-wracking, but yeah, hopefully it'll all go okay. <laughs> yeah, really felt like I nailed that opening intro there. Yeah, yeah, first time, it was amazing. So, what are we going to be discussing today? So today we're going to have a um, chat about the new trailers for the Dark Tower and the Emoji movie. Um, have a look at some of the Dunkirk reviews. Um, also have a talk about the um, Chris Nolan being linked to the new Bond movie. Um, there's been some news on Wonder Woman 2. And um, also have a chat about the latest Spider-Man movie. So Chris Nolan, you tight, you tight with Chris, Christopher there? Sorry? I see you saying Chris Nolan. Yes, Chris Nolan. Close to him, close enough to call him Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's a good friend. Thought so. So, <laughs> did you watch the the Dark Tower trailer? Yes, I did. What do you think? Uh, I liked it a lot more compared to the the first one. Um, the first one I felt was a bit too. It, it didn't. Fe- it felt a bit like kind of of a child's film. Like I know it wasn't, but it felt a bit a bit more like a kids trailer to myself just there was too much focus on the boy involved right. and I get why they did that but um, this one because it was focusing more on um, the gunslinger and the, the man in black I, I preferred it a bit more and I felt like I got a wee bit of a better understanding as to the battle that's going to be happening between those two. Yeah no I don't I don't know how I feel about the, the trailers all the trailers so far for The Dark Tower I've read the first book and mm-hmm. The trailers look like a different book, like different from the book I've read. Well, I don't know if that's because I'm pretty sure there's three books in the series, so I don't know if the movie's just going to cover sort of them all, or it's maybe just focusing on the, the first book. But it looks different, and I obviously appreciate you have to adapt the movie, adapt for yeah. the movie because the book was written to be in book form, and so you need the movie has to be the the main priority. Um, but the the man in black was kind of in the book. He's kind of an elusive character, and so they're they're always trying to catch up with him in the book. Like he's ahead of them on mm-hmm. the way to the dark tower, and they're sort of like always behind him, like one step trying to catch up with them. But as it feels like the trailer is that they're going to, going to be interacting with him, like throughout the whole film. Now, obviously, that could just yeah. be the way the trailers cut together. Um, but also like in the the book. Sorry, I don't mean to go too much into the book, but uh, the gunslinger never goes to Earth either, and obviously, he's this uh, clearly goes to to Earth. I love Matthew McConaughey though. I love Idris Elba, so I'm really excited for the film. But I haven't. The trailers don't really. I don't know. Yeah, you're not doing it. Yeah, I think, but then that could be a good thing. Like sometimes when when movies change from the books or from the source material whether it's books or comic books actually it's a good thing like mm-hmm. um, not a movie but a good example for that for me is The Walking Dead yeah like Daryl's not in the in the comics um, and it has Daryl in it the guy with the crossbow yeah um, but he's one of my favourite characters in The Walking Dead yeah yeah and so it, it sort of swings in roundabouts yeah well the the first trailer for the the Dark Tower, like I, I definitely like I didn't enjoy it that much and it put me off. Like when I, I'd heard other people speaking about it um, before I, I seen the trailer, I was quite yeah. like intrigued and quite like the sound of it. But 
the first trailer really put me off it, but this one's kind of got me back into it a wee bit more. Um, I, I, I think it maybe is just because there's less of like that boy, the, the, like the. the he's, kind got of, big, he's got a big character though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I kind of guessed that, <laughs> but he was really not doing it for me. Like I don't know, I, I think I was maybe expecting something. Um, a bit more serious, whereas that felt a bit more. The first trailer to me felt like a bit like Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, a wee bit where he goes into like this different yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that like sort of portal type thing that in the the first trailer. Yeah, that's that's there. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of got that kind of vibe for that more. Um, more than anything, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the second trailer today. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> the emoji. It's not really a trailer, I guess. It's kind of, kind of. Sorry, I need to stop speaking slang. Kind of. Um, a lot of animation films are doing this now, where they show a, an actual scene. Yeah. From the movie, the first one I can, the first one I really remember doing it was Inside Out. Mm-hmm. I think that was even the first bit of promotional, like, stuff they dropped, wasn't it? The, the at the dinner table with her parents. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which is an excellent film. Everyone who's not seen it should go should see that film. Um, how do you feel about the emoji film? Um, well, it, like the fact that you, you're mentioning Inside Out is like when I was watching it, I just kept thinking to myself, this yeah. just feels like a poor man's Inside yeah. Out, um, and that's what they're. It feels like that's what they're trying to do or trying to be with it. So, um, and I kind of got like a wee bit of a Wreck It Ralph vibe to it, where like the, the emojis trying to um, yeah, be something, be something that's it's not. Yeah. So, um, but no, I, I kind of watched it and I don't think my emotion changed one point during the film. I you could say I had no emojis going on myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's and it's. It, oh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, like, so, yeah, like for me, it's, it's a film I'm not interested in, and I, I feel like Sony are just trying to. Uh, maybe copy um a wee bit of like the, the the previous like tactics used for inside out to try and maybe get the same result but i don't think that they're going to get that end product yeah it's it's quite when i first when you first start watching the trailer obviously the first voice the, well, the sort of only voice you hear is tj muller yeah and that kind of got that's so for the first like maybe two seconds like i had my attention because i'm quite a fan of tj muller especially mm-hmm. uh, uh his TV, the TV show is in Silicon Valley, um, but then as it just goes on, you're right. You just like this really is, and that's a great example that the Inside Out it is a poor man's uh, Inside Out. Mm-hmm. But I think like the one thing that Pixar films do really well is that they. I mean, I'm, I'm a big subscriber, and a lot of people say this is that. And uh, Pixar films are, are like, are I think are adult films that are kid friendly. Yeah, like they're not. Yeah, although yeah. The, the, the the people say all oh, the family films or the kid films that the adults enjoy, I think like all the the sort of storylines and concepts in in Pixar films are quite deep, and so I think the the actual plot of the story, the adults will get more from that than the kids would. Yeah, like, I'm not sure they would understand some, especially Inside Out is is a it's pretty it's pretty deep at times. Aye, um, yeah, but. There, there was one wee bit. I, I laughed at it in the emoji trailer, and I think that's just because I'm a child, and it was just that monkey business bit. Even <laughs> though he's seen the joke coming, as soon as like he walks down the wee steps, and there's just three little monkeys dressed in business suits. Yeah, 
Oh, really? <laughs> I think that was a bit for me. I was like close to stop watching it because I was like, oh no. I know. It just shows like it's going to be a fart jokes like kind of yeah. movie. No, definitely. And I know it's terrible, but for whatever reason, that that just tickled me. I enjoyed <laughs> that bit. Um, we'll move on to to something a wee bit more more sort of exciting. Uh, yeah. So Dunkirk um, reviews. I never realised these were out today until you you messaged me earlier to say that they they were out. Obviously, getting fantastic reviews um, mm-hmm. from everyone. I mean, it's sort of the new what from what I was reading online. It's that sort of new movie review thing where everyone tweets. Yeah, like the reviews. So it's only 147 characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. But everyone's loving it. Like um, Harry Styles has even been mentioned about how he's good in it, and it's kind of like, um, from what I understand, like it's that sort of band of brothers thing where there's not really a main character. Yeah, and it's it's just that everyone has an important role, which is probably um, a good thing. Um, now, talking about the trailers for this one, I I I thought it looked boring. Really, I did. I really did, and. Now I, I want to see it, and I'm excited to see it. And this has made me this has made me more excited. But I, I was excited because it was Christopher Nolan. I was excited because mm-hmm. Tom Harden's in it, Mark Rylance is in it. Who I, I love the both of them so, and I love Christopher Nolan films. Even um, the one, the last one, which kind of got you got a bit of slack for it, and, and Interstellar. Um, so I was excited just for that. But watching the trailers, I was just like, this is a bit boring. Mm-hmm. That was my opinion anyway. Um, but it's really, I think it's really exciting the fact that everyone's really, really excited about it. I was reading a wee, no, no, going back to Harry Styles, sorry, I was reading a wee quote from Nolan who was saying how um, he sort of got a lot of stick when he cast Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And he's just talking about how he's got to trust his instincts. And he's saying Harry, Harry Styles is perfect for that. Um, which is probably a good point. Like It never really bothered me that he cast Harry Styles as a as a an actor, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of of movie stars deciding they want to be actors. Uh, yeah, one of my one of my least favorite actors is um, Justin Timberlake. I don't think he's very good at all. Really? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> not a fan. But and then um, the guy from Maroon Five, he started deciding he wants to be an actor now as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him in a trailer for something yesterday, and it looked so bad. Mum's Mum's Night Out. Oh yeah, yeah. Seen it? it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in that trailer. Sorry, I'm just sort of getting getting sidetracked. But yeah, what what <laughs> are you thinking of the the Dunkirk reviews? Uh, yeah, well, I've, <clears throat> it's been one of these kind of catch twenty two situations um, where I've been trying to avoid it as much as possible because I want to try and go in like fresh and un have my un, my opinion like my own. But uh, obviously, I've, I have seen like some of this stuff for it. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's, lo- it's looking good. Like Christopher Nolan's one of these directors, <coughs> excuse me, that gets like one of the like gets like complete faith from me and yeah, like with what you're saying about like Harry Styles, like I, it's not somebody I would have like had in a film, but I trust in what he um yeah. what he feels and what he saw. So um, like I was, I, I read something earlier on myself, like saying that he didn't even know how famous he was. Yeah. It was. Till like afterwards, his daughter or someone had told him. Um, same with Mark Rylance, he was saying that as well. So, um, yeah, like it's it's not somebody I would have picked, but at the same time, he's he's shown a lot of faith in a lot of good actors in the past. So, 
hopefully um, he's all right. And if it's anything like what you're saying as well with um, it going for more of a Band of Brothers feel, like that's one of the things I loved about Band of Brothers. Like it's one of my favourite um, TV shows ever, yeah. and like the fact that it was different because it was obviously episodical so it was like yeah. each episode was focusing on somebody a wee bit more but the, there wasn't any one main character as you say so I mean um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know for certain it's like Band of Brothers it was just that one of the, one of the, the tweets had said that it doesn't focus on on a main character it, it's like there's three different yeah. sort of like three different stories three different timelines and, and it's, all, it's like covers a, lo- a lot of characters and so that just made me think of Band of Brothers straight away because obviously there's maybe a, there's maybe two or three people in Band of Brothers you could say are, are main characters. We're putting two bunny v rabbits around that, but like <laughs> um, in general, it's about the the group of men. Um, and if Dunkirk's like that, I think that would be brilliant because I'm not the biggest um, I'm not the biggest fan of war movies. It's been a couple come out recently that I've really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Hacksaw Ridge, but in general, it's not something. I really enjoy watching, but I loved Band of Brothers. I thought it was amazing. So if it can capture anything like that, I would I would love that. But the, Nolan, it's just the only thing with Nolan, other than his Batman movies, he kind of likes a supernatural twist in these films. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, obviously that's not going to happen unless he yeah. decides to change the change history. <laughs> but yeah. I don't imagine that will be the case. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking that myself as well. Like I was thinking it would be strange to not. Because he can't, he can't obviously have a twist or anything in it. So it'll be strange to go into a film not kind of looking for that in his in, yeah. in these works. Yeah. So, but like I, I, I love like war films and I love like specifically like World War Two era stuff. So, um, like I'm really looking forward to it. And, but then <clears throat> at the same time, I've kind of lowered my expectations a wee bit because of some of the things I've heard beforehand, like about it not being a war film and it's more of a drama and all that kind of mm. stuff. Um that puts me off it slightly but not not to an extent where it's going to change my, my overall kind of um excitement for it. But uh, I'm a wee bit <clears throat> kind of worried as to how it'll go or what kind of path it's going to take. But from the trailers that like when I saw the trailers, like I loved them the I thought like it built up like good suspense and everything mm. with um, like the the sounds of say the the planes like coming for them and and things like that. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Although I can't after watching um an, a, another movie channel, mm. uh, uh the the trailer for it with the the guy on the bridge. I don't know if you remember seeing him at all. Yeah, the one that, the, the bad extra. Yeah, I've I've not um I've not noticed it. It was on the bridge. I thought it was on the. Were they not on a boat at one point? Um, <clears throat> it might be. I'm not actually sure. No, no, you see it. But it's in the sort of bottom right hand corner, is, isn't he? Yeah, it's, it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. Um, so you were saying there that you were a bit worried about how the it's more of a drama than sort of a war film. With the reviews coming out, sort of in the last sort of twenty four hours, has that eased your worries a wee bit? Uh, yeah, a bit. Um, uh, yeah, I would say so. It's just, I, I still, uh, I know it's obviously it's set in a war time and all that kind of stuff, but I, I want it to be, I want there to be plenty of war stuff in it. I don't want it to be just a drama. I want yeah, it to yeah. be like war. I realise it's not going to be like a Saving Private Ryan or anything where there's going to be people with like their innards hanging out and all that kind of stuff, but sure. uh, I, think, uh, I still want there may be some kind of war element to it. I think there's been enough to 
there, there has to be some because obviously it's even some scenes from the the trailer with Tom Hardy in the plane and and some of the guys in the water mm-hmm. as well. There's, there's obviously some there's going to be some action in it. Christopher Nolan has action. Yeah, in all of his films, pretty much. I'm trying to think of Memento. If there's much in that, but sort of all all of his films is he sort of likes to do, and he does action pretty well as well. So, um. No, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, I, f- I thought the trailers were boring. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking about Nolan, um, mm-hmm. he has been suggested that he might be the director of James Bond. Yeah, yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I had a wee look on for I. He's done an interview with Playboy, no less. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I've got I've got a wee quote for what he said, um, so I'll just read it out and just let you hear what he's he said himself. Um, but he says a Bond movie, definitely. I've spoken to producers Barbara Broccoli, that's a real name, and Michael G. Wilson over the years. I deeply love the character, and I'm always excited to see what they do with it. Maybe one day that work, that would work out. Um, you'd have needed. Sorry, you'd have to be needed if you know what I mean. Um, it has to be re- a reinvention. Uh, it has to need you, uh, and they're getting on along very well. So he's kind of suggesting that he'd be interested in it, but it's only really if um, they're looking for him. Yeah. Papa Broccoli. Her parents did not like her. <laughs> um, <laughs> re- yeah, I, I think Nolan would be great for Bond. Um. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, Michael Caine would be is Z in it or Z Z? Who says the guy that makes his gadgets? Q Q. Not Z. To tell I'm not the big, you can tell I'm not the biggest James Bond fan. And uh, on that note, I'm not the biggest James Bond fan. I've I've liked Daniel Craig's so probably my favourite, but I only like two out of the four. I like the first one, uh, which was Casino Royale, and I like Skyfall. Yeah. Um, didn't enjoy Quantum Solace and I thought the last one was terrible mm-hmm. um, but yeah Michael Caine would be in it Tom Hardy would be in it he'd be Bond mm-hmm. um, or maybe Mark Rylance would be he likes the same he likes the same actors yeah. doesn't yeah. he um, <clears throat> maybe get Christian Bale in again um, again oh, I, it's difficult because I think I would have preferred it prior to Daniel Craig becoming Bond, because um, what's his name? That uh, Pierce, what's his name? They did the James Bond before Daniel Craig. Uh, Brosnan. Yeah, <clears throat> his films got a bit ridiculous towards yeah. the end, and so Nolan coming in would have he he doesn't do ridiculous. No, like even 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 the ridiculous concepts within his films, they're very much. He tries to ground them as much as possible, um, and so I would have really enjoyed them coming in then. But whereas, but we have that grounded James Bond now. We have that. Yeah. He's not. Do you know what I mean? He's not got invisible cars. He, he's like his watches aren't like secretly bombs, and all the rest of it. So, I would have maybe preferred it prior to to Daniel Craig, um, but someone's got to direct James Bond, and someone's got to. To bring in, I think bring in a new bond, and he would do that. I think it's interesting what he said there. He said how he wouldn't; it it would have to be needed. Yeah. So you know, there's no way he's directing Daniel Craig. You know mm-hmm. that if Christopher Nolan's um, doing a Bond film, he's doing he's going to do one, two, three Bond films, 
and it's going to be his James Bond, his Q, his M, his Miss Money Penny, the lot. I think he would want to he'd want to cast them all. Yeah. Um, which I'd kind of prefer because he's like what we were saying before with Dunkirk. He's not done anything for us not to have any faith in him. Yeah. Uh, with his casting, I know, like sort of joking before how he casts the same people over and over again. Um, but I never don't enjoy them in his films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Like, and I like that because the people he always picks always put in like a, a solid performance or yeah. a, a top performance. So it's like you can never really fault anybody who um, he, he has in his movies. Um, <clears throat> the only kind of concerns I've got about him doing it is that I prefer to see him doing like his own work, yeah. like and stuff that comes from his mind and not be kind of bound by whatever rules James Bond needs to live within. Like, sure. Batman was the only thing that he's done that's not been, like, original work, but it's the same situation, like, with Bond, where before that, all we had was, like, silly Batman, where he was doing, like, stupid... Yeah. Or it was, like, Batman and Robin and all those kind of things, and so then... Play nice hockey. Yeah. And then we were introduced to, to his one, which was a really, like... Re- more realistic like version of Batman and I feel the same like what you were saying about b- with him with Bond like I, w- I would have preferred to have seen him in before um, before like the current like Bond is out so I think that's why he's, he's probably saying that they're yeah. getting along well yeah. that he's kind of happy or he's happy enough with the, the person that he's seen and it's only if they were to reinvent it so I don't really know where they would go in the way of a, a reinvention for Bond um, no Unless like you took it to like a, a different timeline or something like that, like that's that would be quite of... good actually. Yeah. See, like in the I don't know, like in the fifties or sixties or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, James Bond. Yeah, and yeah. I, <clears throat> I would definitely agree. I would have Tom Hardy any day for for Bond. I think he would be a a top choice, and I think it's something he would be interested in. Like it's something probably like most British actors would be interested in I think and there was always like talk of Henry Cavill as well um, being interested in a role and I think he'd be another one because he'd pull off like the kind of suave side of things as well I think so yeah I mean I've, I've not seen Henry Cavill <coughs> in much other than his role as Superman I know um, Uncle did you see I've never seen Uncle but anyone who no. I know who's seen who's seen it um, says it's really good actually I, I, I was put off by the trailers Um I'm not the biggest um, Hammer fan either, although I did enjoy him in his most recent film there. The oh, I've totally forgotten the name of it. It's the one where they're doing they're doing a the deal in the in the abandoned factory. Oh yeah, yeah, guns. yeah. I really fancied that uh, Free Fire. Free Fire, yeah, and I, I actually really enjoyed him in that. So um, I think I'd maybe seen him in Entourage, just like playing himself and just I don't know, don't know. Never he, put off. He was in him. Immortals, I don't know if you remember seeing that. It was like a kind of 300 style oh, film. I, n- I never saw Immortals. It was okay, that. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. Um, but yeah, Nolan, Nolan for Nolan for Bond. I'd be okay with that. But I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, same. Cool. So, I can talk about Wonder Woman and still coming up with a wee bit of Spider-Man. Um, so, Wonder Woman 2 has... There's some rumours kicking about on Screen Rant. It seems that they were the people who have said this first to say that um, it's going to be set in the 80s during the Soviet, the Cold War. The Soviets, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember where I read it, but I did read as well they're maybe going for sort of uh, Captain America Winter Soldier type vibe, sort of spy movie, instead of just an all out, like, sort of war again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would I would love that. Like um I love I love my superhero films all being connected. Like um I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like the what's it the DCEU. Is, is that the right? Yeah, yeah. Um and I like it. Um the two for the two for four for me at the moment. Well, maybe two maybe two and a half. Um I really, I, I really like Man of Steel. Um enjoyed parts of Batman v Superman. Um Suicide Squad's probably my least favourite out of them all and I loved Wonder Woman. Um thought it was great. Um I started talking to you earlier before we were podcasting that my my favourite part is the act two in it when she's the sort of fish out of water stuff with her when she's sort of getting to grips with this like like dealing with humans mm-hmm. uh, she's never had contact with them before obviously and sort of just that that whole part that whole segment of the film um, I absolutely loved now you've not seen Wonder Woman but do you have mm-hmm. any feelings on Wonder Woman 2? Yeah like from, from what you've said there like that that would interest me, and it's a a good shift from um it's World War One the first one or yeah. the, that one, and yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a quite a big shift in time. So it'd be interesting to see where she goes from the end of that film to the start of the the next one. Um, sure. so yeah, and it's it's a kind of era that's not really been touched on too much in the way of like superhero movies. Like you've had like obviously the X Men movies that have done um, was the 60s and 70s and I think they're doing the 80s now or was it the oh, 80s last was one was it, the last one was 80s wasn't it yeah the, Apocalypse yeah which was a bit meh um, the but, yeah one of the, I sort of distracted myself when I was talking there like but the point I was going to make the, the reason I like it being in the 80s is like that's what I loved about Wonder Woman the first one is because it was it could just be Wonder Woman mm-hmm. like it's great watching it's great watching Captain America Winter Soldier and Black Widow's in it and it's great. What Civil War, which is probably my favorite comic book film, is as much as it is a Captain America film, and I, I, I do I start like a lot of people obviously call it Avengers two point five or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do think it is a Captain America film. Um, obviously, it's it's uh, it's heavy with supporting actors. I mean, I think it's just pretty much Thor and Hulk that's not in there. But it's nice to have. Uh, it's nice to have a standalone film. I feel like we're getting back to that a little bit with some of them because obviously Ant-Man came out, Doctor Strange came out, um, Wonder Woman's coming out now, we're getting Black Panther, which I think is going to have some characters, but it's mm-hmm. not going to have, it's not going to be Black Panther fighting with Captain America to defeat the bad guy. Sort of yeah. Um, but yeah, what you should go see Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's something I've been looking forward to seeing for a while, and um, all the reviews have been good, so um, it's, it's it's something I'll be seeing as soon as I'm I'm able to. Um, but um, yeah, um, I, I'm kind of similar to you, like I've with the DC EU films. The Man of Steel didn't hit as well with me to begin with, but it has been a film that over time's got better for me, and I do enjoy a bit more now. Um, Batman v Superman I enjoyed enough. It was yeah. I didn't didn't hate it as much as probably what other people did, but the Ultimate Edition is like so much. It's like far superior to it. So I don't know why. Obviously, they they thought that was a better cut at the time or whatever. But the Ultimate Edition makes it like an actual movie, like an enjoyable, really enjoyable movie. So enjoyed that. Suicide Squad I enjoyed enough as well. It's a bit of a mess, but 
I wasn't really expecting a great amount from that and I just took it as what it was and, and that it wasn't really going to go much further than probably one film because I don't, I don't know that it will go any further than that and then um, yeah as I say I've not seen Wonder Woman so but it seems to it seems to have set them in the, the right direction and the way of where they want to go for their, their movies going forward no, definitely, and it's easy, easily the easily the best one, um, in my opinion. Anyway, the, the DC films, um, it's probably suffers a little bit the way Marvel movies do, in terms of the villain isn't particularly great. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's why it's a good film because they're they're so focused on getting Wonder Woman right. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. We well, something, it. something to always say about the Marvel films is the, the villains are not great. So yeah, um, and and that never uh, doesn't make me enjoy, or not not greatly. Like obviously the the Marvel movies with the better villains are the better movies, but I feel like it doesn't have a that great an effect on it to to detract from it. So yeah, so long as like you're getting the main character right and you're telling a good story yeah. with her, then yeah, yeah that's the main thing. So. Uh, sort of last conversation um, just talk about the, the most recent Spider-Man a little bit you were talking before about um, the box office Aye so yeah so on Variety they've got a story running about um, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and how it's opening to a, a big weekend so it's um, looks like in America it's done $111 million so it's done not bad for um, an opening weekend for it um, but they were just running a, an article on it that comparing it against how the other two previous first Spider-Man movies um, fared um, so what they were saying was that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, so the first one and the first probably real kind of superhero movie that hit with with like audiences, um, adjusted for inflation, um, it made 174 million in its first week, and then the Mark Webb Spider-Man um, movie. Amazing Spider-Man, uh, and it's again adjusted for inflation. That made seventy point five million in its first three days. So it's obviously it's, it's um, made a, a good bit more than what the the previous one did, and I think a lot of that is obviously to do with how uh, well he was received in Civil War and the fact he's now in with the um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But yeah. when you compare it against the first one, like. That didn't even touch the first one for its its opening weekend. It's just crazy because I mean that was fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand two, come out. Um, where where do you have it personally ranked in the Spider Man films? In the Spider Man films, like all all of them together, like where what would you where would you position it? I don't know, man. Um, it's it's tight. Like it's um, Spider Man two is. Probably my, I don't know. It's it's maybe joint with Spider Man Two is my my top like because yeah. it brings different things to it and it's they're very different films. But I loved Spider Man Two for what it was at the time and still now like I'm not watching a long time but I, I still imagine I could sit down and watch yeah, it and really enjoy it. Especially with Doc Ock, it's like, yeah. It, it's we're talking about obviously how villains not being great, but you're probably one of the better villains. Yeah, in a in any superhero film, I, I would probably 
have the the new one just behind Spider-Man 2. Um, mm-hmm. Probably a bit of nostalgia comes into that as well. So yeah. it's like a wee bit, quite a bit younger when um, Spider-Man 2 came out and obviously superhero films were still kind of new, other than the sort of crappy Batman films. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I like I like uh, Tim Burton Batman films. Other yeah, than yeah sort, right. Other than those sort of ones. Um, we, and had the X-Men come out then? Yeah, the X-Men I think it was like 2000. Um, yeah, I remember sort of being like, those, those sort of films being like, oh wow, like these these are the kind of films I want to sit and watch. I want more of these. Yeah. And so Spider-Man 2 is the only, the only, I mean, what's better for me than the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, is that Tom Holland is by far the best Spider-Man Mm-hmm. we've had um, yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of Tobey Maguire um, as much as I love Spider-Man 2 and as I said it's, it's still my it's still just my favourite at the moment um, um, I could have done with a better I could have done with someone else as Spider-Man um, I liked Andrew Garfield's first film I really enjoyed that actually mm-hmm. second film um, I don't dis- I don't hate on it the way Lots of other people hate on it. It seems yeah. it gets a lot. But there's, I mean, there's some aspects of it, like like uh, Rhino. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's his name? Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I love him as well. Yeah, he's a he, good actor. He's excellent. Um, do you watch Billions? The, no. On, he, which he's on that with um, what's the English boy called? Damien. He's in uh, Band of Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Lewis is it Damien Lewis yeah yeah um, and it's great and he, he's great in it and so when I heard he was going to be Rhino I was like oh excellent that, he'll be really good as a villain um, and then you've got Dane DeHaan playing the Green Goblin as well who's who was excellent in Chronicle is it Chronicle or Chronicles uh, Chronicle yeah um, with Michael B. Jordan he was fantastic in that um, mm-hmm. And then he was just kind of, I don't know. I just it was a bit messy. Yeah, I guess the same problems that Spider Man Three had. Um, yeah, Homecoming. I think. I think with with that one, sorry. Um, I think with that one, it's just they tried too much. Like just yeah. tried to get too much in there, and it, it just didn't work. Like they were trying to tell too much about introduce too many villains and stuff at the one time and that's why like Rhino came off as just being I think a stupid throwaway villain because you only see him a couple of times because they don't have time to fit him in because they're too busy trying to set up everything else throughout the film what's silly with the, the Rhino as well is that they didn't have to they, they really didn't have to do it no they could have done it like see that end credit scene where they, they sort of like when they were trying to set up the Sinister Six which obviously um, at least for the time being isn't happening anymore with the the, the guys in the room and Sort of walking along the corridor, and it shows you all the sort of weaponry mm-hmm. for each of the characters. They could have just put it at that, and that would have been enough for any, everyone. Like, yeah. no one needed to to see the rhino. Like, when I think it, when you think back at like to the first Iron, the first sort of films, Iron Man films. It, it was Iron Man one and Iron Man two. All we got in those films were like very little things, like him propping up some equipment with a Captain America shield. Or like Nick Fury, he's in his he's in his room at the end. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Or or like the they find Thor's hammer as well. Like that's all they did. It wasn't it, they never forced it on you. Yeah. Um, going back to coming back to Homecoming though. Um, 
I really enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't love it the way. It sounds, sounds like you're sort of being critical, don't you? When you when you're not like really excited, it's great. I've seen it twice. Um, as I said, Tom Holland's great. I really enjoyed the cast. Um, it does feel like a, it does feel like a John Hughes movie, mm-hmm. like that sort of kids in high school. What's great is, I mean, I know Tom Holland's twenty. He was probably about eighteen, nineteen when he when he filmed it, but he does look young. Yeah, he he, he looks like he, he looks like a kid. Um, and I'm sure the rest of the cast are probably the same age, but they they look young, um, which is, does give that like cool high school vibe. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. And um, Michael Keaton's great in it. Probably mm-hmm. not enough of him in it. The the scene sort of hitting spoiler territory, but this the scene with him and Peter in the car is brilliant. That's one yeah. of my. It's yeah, probably it's one of my favorite scenes in the film. Uh-huh. Um, just like great acting from Keaton and just like you believe him I think that's the, the best thing about it is like you believe him and and although he's not in the film enough like he's what all good villains should be in the terms of like he believes he's in the right and you can, you can see his point of view yeah like, well see that, that was one of the things I, I kind of had a problem with it it's like um, I, I didn't I didn't quite buy into that so much like I didn't get that that feeling like it was a few people are saying that that uh, that they they were kind of siding with him at one point but I just didn't get that at all like I well, didn't have those feelings I I don't know I, I must have missed that I've only seen it once so I don't know maybe if I need another second view and I'll see it then but I, I would yeah. never say I sided with him I, I would never say I was on his side but like I under like I understood how he had got to where he the situation he'd found him in himself in like I mean it's start you see the start of the film he has like he's his livelihood's taken away from him mm-hmm. from obviously Tony Stark. And then during the film he makes the point, I mean, I guess this is a spoiler but not really if you've seen if you've seen Iron Man one. If you've not seen Iron Man now then <laughs> this thing that's too late. He talks about how like that's how Iron Man made his fortune. Yeah. Selling weapons to, to people and he's like I'm not doing anything different from from what he did. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, what do you think of the supporting cast? Um, yeah, it, it was it was like a very diverse cast. I, I felt like yeah. there was quite a, an emphasis on that, and they were definitely like trying to kind of mix it up and everything. Um, but yeah, like I liked all the cast. It, it annoyed me a wee bit. Like Flash Thompson didn't look like what Flash Thompson should look like to me anyway, and like what I've got in my head, like kind of typical kind of jock guy, but. Yeah, um, everybody else was fine. I was a wee bit annoyed that um, Donald Glover didn't get more attention, but I appreciate that that's probably more that they're thinking about the future and setting up Miles Morales and things like that. Um, But no, um, otherwise, yeah, everybody else was pretty pretty good in it. Yeah, I think the thing with Donald Glover is obviously he's in he's in um, Community, which is guys if you haven't seen Community everyone should watch Community, it's amazing well watch the first four seasons and give up after that um, <laughs> it's the, not so much the first scene but the second scene with Donald Glover as well, I really enjoyed it Like, and I don't know if that's because I'm a Donald Glover fan and so I wanted to see him on the screen but you know the scene in the car park Yeah, I enjoyed that scene and I know it was sort of a, a non-scene in terms uh-huh. of like it, it did not move the plot on 
Well, it, it, it did move it a little bit because he tells him some information, but he didn't need to. He, that scene never needed to be in there to move the film along. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays Flash, um, I actually really enjoyed him. Um, it's weird because he's the it's the guy that was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. All right. Yeah. Have you seen that? I've not, no, but I know the boy you're talking about, yeah. And it's just, like, it's completely different characters. Um, and so I kind of, enjo- kind of enjoyed... Um, I was a bit... Taken- I never realised he was in Homecoming, so when he came on screen, I was a bit taken aback. But I actually really enjoyed him. Um, sort of, he's played that sort of douchey character pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, I guess you're sort of expecting Peter Parker to be punched from the back of the head and, and use his yeah. spidey sense to move out of the way from the big, the big football player. I think I think that's what it is. Like, see if they named him anything else, I would have been fine with it. But it's because they they said he was Flash Thompson. I've got like, what's it, Joe Maginello or whatever from the first one. Like, yeah. that's the kind of image I've got of Flash Thompson, a big buff guy. But yeah, um, so that that's probably more what it is. Is just what what I've got in my head as opposed to what the character is. Like, he was like he did play like a douchey little boy, like pretty well. So. Um, it's probably just more like the title that's been put on him more than anything. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up. Um, so just before we go, guys, we're just going to see what we're planning and seeing this week. Um, we have a Twitter handle, which is Ryan, you can tell them. Can I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I um, know what it is. It's a, at moviepodders. So that's M-O-V-I-E. P O double D E R S. Um, if anyone is listening to this, we'd love you to tell us if you enjoyed it. Tell us what you think of Spider Man. Tell us what you think about any of the news we discussed. The trailers for Dark Tower, Emoji, how you feel about Dunkirk and Nolan being Bond. Everything we've discussed today. Just let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Ryan, what are you going to see? I think you're going tonight, aren't you? Yes, tonight I am off to see War for the Planet of the Apes. Cannot wait. It's like Excellent. one of my most anticipated for the year. So, mm. uh, yeah, can't wait for it. Uh, this week I'll definitely be going to see War of the Planet of the Apes. I'm trying to convince my fiance to go see Spider-Man with me. Um, <laughs> she's only recently started enjoying superhero films. I don't know if that's just to shut me up or she generally likes them. Um, definitely go see that either if I don't go tomorrow I'll definitely go Thursday um, love love absolutely love the this uh, trilogy so far yeah um, first one was just a pleasant surprise um, we saw the second one together we went to a secret yeah. screening together and um, uh, was hoping for another film we yeah. were hoping for Guardians at the time weren't we yeah yeah um, but actually like could have picked a better film to go see your first secret screen with mm-hmm. it was so good um, so my expectations are really high now because the first one was pleasant the second one my expectations were, were probably quite level yep. but I love this I absolutely love the second one it was in my top 10 that year easily um, so yeah that, that's, this, that's this week yeah, I'm pretty much, I think, problem I've got with it is I'm setting myself up for a fall, I feel like. Yeah. I always do this with these type of films, and like my, my expectations are like so high that I feel like unless it's taking it to some other level, then I'm going to leave disappointed. But I think the reviews have been good as well. Yeah. So yeah. That sometimes it's kind of nice when a few bad reviews come out and sort of dampens things down a wee bit. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, guys, 
if you have been listening, thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter. Um, again, that's at is that at Movie Pod. Movie Podders. Movie Podders. Um, and please rate us. Let us know how we got on. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.